Good evening and welcome to a Saturday evening, uh, March the 9th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and our regular Saturday evening guest, Mr. Lucas Doremus. And Lucas tells me uh, that we are going to remain in Proverbs 10 through 29, chapters 10 through 29, and we are going to continue where we left off. He's got a little extra info and a little extra scripture on uh, speech, how, how Christians uh, should be speaking in their everyday lives. And uh, so it's going to be great information. Add it to your notes from last week. And he even told me we might have a part three to this. Yeah. And uh, so... This is going to be quite an extensive subject, ladies and gentlemen, so get ready for some good information, um, and I'm not going to belabor it anymore. Uh, I give you Mr. Lucas Doremus. Welcome aboard tonight, Lucas. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Curtis, and right. yeah, speech. I think we said this last time, um, how to talk in the book of Proverbs is the most popular subject yes. uh, that it covers. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we, we did part Quite one last week. Yeah. And so I encourage everybody, if you haven't listened to part one, go listen to it. And we're going to continue right along and we'll just see what we can do. Okay. Yeah. And our listeners, just so they know, we are, we did record this Zoom on split screen. And uh, so I'm going to get my ugly mug off camera and give you a better looking guy uh, to go along with Lucas. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have you have, you have you've got Lucas tonight as t teaching and pastor tonight, um, kind of commenting and filling in and uh, and listening attentively and learning as as well as I. I'll just be in the background. Uh, don't cry. I know you'll be you'll be missing my handsome face. But uh, Lucas, take it away, my friend. Tell us a little bit more about what. The Proverbs say about our speech. Yeah, let's talk again about talking. Hi, Pastor. So we, yeah. uh, we completed up through chapter 15 last week, so we'll start with chapter 16. Chapter and what, 16. And what the book of Proverbs has to say about talking, or about speech, our words, our mouth, our lips, all the ways it talks about it. So the first verse we're going to do is Proverbs 16, verse 13. And it says, righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him who speaks right. So if you're in a position of authority, uh, and this is called a king, um, you do like people that uh, speak what is right. Uh, now, what's interesting is, you know, this proverb isn't alone, uh, because when you have a wicked king, they tend to not like people speaking the right thing. And uh, we did a Proverbs section on rulers and kings. And so when you've got a wicked ruler, they don't necessarily like the truth. You can go to any of the wicked kings of Israel, of which there were many, and they did not like the prophets of God because they spoke mm -hmm. the truth. Yeah, they weren't big fans. Mm -hmm. But right. the proverb is still true here. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him who speaks right. Uh because you're going to edify the king. 
in what you say and you're going to uh, respect him for who it is and all that. So when both sides are doing the right thing, it is very true. Righteous, righteous lips are good. So uh, Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel would be a great example of that. Yeah. And, I, and you know, it's funny you bring up Nebuchadnezzar, guys like Nebuchadnezzar, uh, King Darius. Yep. You have some of these pagan kings out there that they liked what God's prophets spoke more That's than right. the kings of Israel. That's right. Isn't that amazing? And so, yeah, how how uh, how shameful it is when a pagan king uh, is better than that sort of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Righteous lips are the delight of kings. Uh, chapter sixteen, verse twenty-one: The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. Now, prudent again, it's kind of an old word; we don't use it as much anymore. It means sensible or common sense. And the wise in heart will be called prudent. Uh, that is definitely true uh, because whenever you're wise, you've got a lot of people would say you've got a lot of common sense. You just know the right thing to do in the right situation or you know what to think, things like that. You're very sensible. Yeah. Second half here, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. Well, why is that so? Well, because when you're wise and you talk to people, they'll be more likely to talk back to you. And mm-hmm. if they talk back to you, you're more likely to learn something. Mm-hmm. And also, um, if you're sweet with your lips, you'll probably ask them to teach you. So, so not only will you do the right thing when your sweetness is on your lips by asking for more learning, but the people you're talking to, because you're using your words appropriately, will be more like to just, or excuse me, more likely to just offer you that information. Mm-hmm. You can learn a whole lot by being good friends with people (laughs) and speaking the right Right. thing. So we should do that. Chapter 16, verse 23, the wise there that, excuse me, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. So we, I think we mentioned this last week that there's really no separation between the heart and the mouth. And sometimes we like to say, well, I said that, but that's not really me, you know, or something like that. No, it is you in that moment. It was you, uh, your heart spoke. And so the wise and heart, or excuse me, the heart of the wise shall teach his mouth and add learning to his lips. Uh, Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, I think that's what Jesus said about it. And so when your heart, when you're doing that research, you know, or that studying, whatever it is, when you're doing that learning, That's going to teach you how to talk. Uh, I find, you know, I mentioned last week, I'm in the middle of writing another book. And I find that because I read the Bible a lot, I tend to write how the Bible writes. And now I I say that and I'm not being prideful about it. I just, when I write, I kind of use, say, Paul's structure. You know, he'll give a point and another point and elaborate. And then he'll say, therefore you know, whatever, mm-hmm. or he'll say something so that, uh, yeah. you know, whatever it is. And I tend to write like that. Uh-huh. You know what I also do because of you, Pastor Dick, uh, I tend to notice words that I use over and over again when I write, just like we notice repeated words in scripture. Sure. And so I tend to notice that. And, and so I'm aware of that when I write. And I'll, oh, that's a subject I'm hitting a lot on. That must be what I'm writing about or whatever. Yeah, so, sure. yeah. 
So anyway, you know, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips because when your heart, when your soul is learning, your mouth will, or your, that it will be brought out in the words you speak. Mm-hmm. Chapter 16, verse 24. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Uh, whenever I read this verse, I just think of the word encourage. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you could say edify. Uh, build people up. Um, when you are, when you have pleasant words to another person, that can actually be healthy for them. Uh, Curtis, I think when we when we did our podcast on depression, state of mind, we talked a little bit about how when what somebody thinks can really impact their physical health. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah, here's another verse that goes along with that. If you want to help somebody else be healthy, encourage them. Yeah. Sure. Give them give them pleasant words and that will help them. So yeah, we should be building each other up. Chapter 16 verse 27. Uh kind of the opposite here. An ungodly man digs up evil and it is on his lips like a burning fire. So not only is evil on somebody, on an ungodly man's lips like burning fire, as in he talks about it all the time, and he likes talking about it, that sort of thing. Not only that, but he's digging up evil. He Mm -hmm. is actually trying to find evil things to say. Yeah. It's, It's natural, but he's also trying like it's an effort of his to speak in an evil way yeah so i uh, boy i pray that we're not like that Uh, we should not be trying to dig up evil on somebody so that then we can talk evil about someone else boy let's not do that Uh, chapter 16 verse 28 a perverse man sows strife and a whisperer separates the best of friends uh boy you want to ruin a friendship, you get in the middle of two, two people that are friends and you start telling secrets back and forth and being perverse, boy, that'll end the friendship. Uh, I've had friendships that that happens where somebody kind of comes between you or something happens. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, sometimes it takes a very long time to repair. Yeah. And other times it never gets repaired. That is true. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, do not be a person, a whisperer, a perverse man. Don't be that person because we don't want to separate friends. And, and do, don't, if you ever get accused of this or finding yourself doing that, don't say, well, it's the truth. No, no, no. See, we're supposed to hold our words. Just because it's the truth doesn't mean we go around saying it. And actually, we read a bunch of Proverbs like that last time, and we're going to read more tonight that are about that. And by the way, when I say just because it's the truth doesn't mean we saying it, we, we say it. I'm not saying lie. I'm just saying don't say anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Can, be, can be the better option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Think, think and then speak. Right. Yeah. Right. Or because think and then shut up. And it works both ways. Yeah. More likely the shut up one we should probably we, do. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because we just read a verse about pleasant words and encouraging. Look, if the truth isn't going to build somebody up, 
it's okay to find another way to build them up. With, that doesn't mean lie or anything. It just means maybe they don't need to hear that in the moment. Uh-huh. They need to hear something else. <laughs> and that's a godly thing. Yeah, and encouragement, can, it, it may not always sound like it, but you, you can make it sound that way. You say, well, you know, instead of doing it the way you did it, why don't you try this? Maybe that would help a little bit better. That's encouragement. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. My, my, my boys have just started their soccer season. So let's say one of them makes a bad kick. And I, I could tell the truth and I could say, you know, that was a really terrible, rotten, horrible kick. Why'd you do that? Well, <laughs> it's the truth. It wasn't a good kick. But instead, I could say, hey, let's try it again. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm yeah. not lying. Yeah. Not being deceptive, nothing. I'm just, I'm holding back things that I shouldn't say. Uh, oh, Curtis, what'd you not, call them? You're not the, being negative. Yeah. That's right. Curtis, what'd you call it? The filter versus? <laughs> I kind of yes, yeah, yeah. like that term for it. The filter versus. All right. Chapter 16, verses 29 and 30. It says, a violent man entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. He winks his eye to devise perverse things. He purses his lips and brings about evil. So this verse is about a man who talks to his neighbor to try to get them to do the wrong thing. Ah. And we don't want to do that. We read a number, we've read a number of verses about neighbors and how we should treat them. Our neighbors are here to protect this. We should be friends with them. We should never try to incite our neighbor to do something wrong. Right. We should never uh, lie to them to get something out of them. We shouldn't, you know, in any of those things. Uh, don't do that to your neighbor. Take care of your neighbors. Chapter 17, verse 4. An evildoer gives heed to false lips, and a liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. Mm. So if you're an evildoer, uh, you will believe lies why well because those lies might fit what you want to get out of something uh, your pride your selfishness whatever and so you're going to listen to lies that advance your cause or whatever you want to do in the second half here a liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue so if you're a liar you will listen to someone very happily if they are being spiteful, if they're being mean to somebody else, if they're saying not nice things, uh, why? Well, because if you're a liar, you can use those things against somebody else. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to listen to words that give us power or authority or over someone else. Uh, we have a term that we call blackmail. And what that is, is I know something about you that if I say it, it would do something to your status, your reputation, your character, whatever it is. So we should never be doing that stuff. Even if we know something like that, we shouldn't be spreading that around. If it's something that needs to be confronted, confronted in private, yep. not out in the open. That's right. Because just because, you know, we know, so we don't always have to hold our tongue, but we do have to say it at the right time in the right yep. setting and all that. Uh, let's see, chapter 17, verse 7. Excellent speech is not becoming a, to a fool, much less lying lips to a prince. Uh, 
So when it says excellent speech is not becoming of a fool, well, he's a fool. When he talks well, it feels out of place. There's something not right about someone foolish who is very well spoken. Because again, because it's out of place, it just doesn't fit. Uh, because, and then the second half of that verse, much less lying lips to a prince. Now, a prince would be somebody in government, which means the Bible is very flatly saying someone in government should not lie. Now, that's that's a wow. hard one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. uh, very plainly, if you're in government, do not lie. And, well, you know, oh, go ahead. That, that, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, oh, it's kind of funny. We, we had this discussion with our kids the other day. Uh, my wife said something about what she was going to do at a certain time. And then something happened, you know, something spilled on the floor or something like that. And she didn't do it. And then she went, oh, I'm sorry, boys. I lied. I can't do it at this time. Well, my boys went, is that really a lie? And he said, well, not really. She said she was going to do it. And circumstances just happened that she couldn't. So it wasn't a lie because she wasn't trying to deceive you or being evil. It just something happened that changed the plan. Yeah. And in that case, she admitted it. Uh -huh. So when we say a person in government should not lie, it's okay to make a promise and then things happen. And that promise doesn't quite come true, but you'd better admit it. You better explain why it didn't happen. And boy, if our politicians would uh, make promises and then when they don't happen, explain the reasons why, boy, I think we'd have a little bit different government, wouldn't we? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Quite quite the opposite of what we have now. because <laughs> yeah, all and, those... and, and have had for a long time. Right. Yeah. Because all those secret agendas and all the money moving around and the payoffs, boy, all of that would come to light, wouldn't it? And we'd have a little bit more honesty. So anyway, okay, where are we? We are on chapter 17, verse 9. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Mm -hmm. Boy, what a good verse to remember in your friendships. He who covers yeah. a transgression seeks love. What that means is if some of one of your friends does something wrong to you, they sin. You forgive them and you move on. Yeah. You forgive them. You don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's good. That's called forgiveness. And if anybody else out there would, or anybody that's listening would say, well, yeah, but you don't know what they did for me or that you don't know what they did to me or how bad it was or how much it hurt. I understand. I'm not saying it didn't hurt or anything like that, but Jesus died for you. And yeah. that's pretty forgiving no matter what you did. Yeah. And uh, we're supposed to have that same attitude. Yep. Yeah. Forgive and then forget, right, Pastor Dick? I know you have that's a book right. on that. That's exactly right. The book of Colossians tells you that. Mm -hmm. and, so, uh, and other scriptures, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then the opposite of that, the second half of this verse, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Uh, you want to end some friendships, keep talking about all the wrong things your friends have done to you. And they won't be your friends very long because they'll get pretty tired of hearing you hearing you always talk about the things they did wrong. 
And you know what? That's not a very good friend to go around talking about how what all the wrong things your friends do. So you're not being a good friend yourself. Uh, don't do that. Chapter 17, verse 20. He who has a deceitful heart finds no good, and he who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. So if you go around lying and you go around being perverse and not using your words well, talking bad about people, uh, you will not find good and you will fall into evil. Well, for very practical reasons, you'll lose your friends, which means nobody's going to take care of you when something happens to you. You're going to get yourself in big trouble for the things you say. Uh, maybe it's you're going to lose your job at work or you know lose a friendship or whatever it is. And bad things will happen to you if you don't watch how you talk. So we need to be very careful about how we talk. How many times did, uh, did my mother say this? Watch your mouth, young man. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm not right sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can think of a time when I used my words incorrectly that things turned out well. <laughs> I don't know that that's ever happened. Yeah, I, I don't think I can remember anything <laughs> like that either, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Even when I feel justified at what I said, mm. it doesn't mean it turned out well. <laughs> No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you need to, you don't use your words well. You will find no good. <laughs> Chapter 17, verse 27. He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Mm. If you have knowledge, if you have wisdom, understanding, you know that you don't have to say something all the time. You don't have to correct something all the times. So you're very calm. Um, I have had, I've gotten much better at this. I used to, to I used to not be like this, um, but I've gotten much better that when I hear people talk and I know they're making a mistake, I generally have the thought it'll get corrected one way or the other. Um, I don't need to jump on it right then. You know, I don't need to say it at the moment. It'll work itself out. Yeah. A lot of times. A lot of times if you just go to that person in private. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I've had meetings at work where somebody will say something very wrong um, and not that they're being mean. They're just wrong and how they're thinking or whatever. They're not being, you know, and I won't say anything. I'll let it go. And I have found that a lot of times later in the meeting could be a half an hour, 45 minutes. I'll get an opportunity to actually correct what it was earlier. And because I didn't jump on it, everyone feels a lot better and the meeting goes a lot smoother. Yet the truth still comes out. Yeah. Now, sometimes you do need to correct it immediately um, and that's okay, but you still do it in a calm way. And when you do it, when you do that correcting, notice it says spares his words. You don't need to go on a really long you know, rant. speech or yeah, rant. That'd be a good way to say it. Say what you need to say. And that's it. Move on. Alrighty. Ch chapter 17, verse 28. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Uh, silence is powerful. Um, I, I encourage somebody to try this, and I've, I've done this with, with 
in different circumstances. If somebody's explaining something to you and you don't think they're telling you the whole story or, you know, you know, there's more information or you just want more information, don't say anything. And you will be amazed how people, because you're not saying anything, will continue to explain their point of view oh, yeah. or continue to talk. Or if they feel guilty, they will continue to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when they who, think, who was it that said discretion is the better part of valor? You just did, but yeah, yeah, Curtis, yeah, Curtis Chamberlain, I think. Yeah, no, no, I think that was Shakespeare. Who, who said <laughs> that, Lucas? Who just? I said Curtis Chamberlain. I think he uh, said yeah, it. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, write it down. Yeah. <laughs> Mark the calendar. Yep. <laughs> So anyway, I mean, silence is a very powerful thing. Yeah. If you just don't speak, you would be amazed how people respond because we're so used to people responding and talking back or arguing or whatever it is. If you don't do those things, boy, amazing what happens. Yeah. There's a time to stand up and speak up. And then there's a time to sit down and shut up. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if you let conversation go you'll understand in things and you'll learn more. And then eventually you will have a time to speak. And it's so, I, and I love this because this verse, even a fool is counted wise. So a fool, even if they stop speaking, that's a wise thing. And even if you're foolish, they'll go, yeah, but he just listens. So, so during a con- congressional hearing or investigation, <laughs> If somebody claims the fifth, they may be a fool, but that's probably pretty wise. <laughs> but that's still a wise thing. That's right. Okay. All right. All right. That's right. Uh, and this, this next verse, this is chapter 18, verse two. This is when you don't do, when you don't spare your words or keep silent. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. So this is the guy who doesn't hold his peace, who doesn't shut his lips, but instead just feels the need to always tell everybody what he thinks. Sounds, about... like, a woke, sounds like a woke liberal to me. <laughs> Boy, uh, you know, I just thought of this now, but does the word Twitter come to anybody's mind? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would think of expressing his own heart. Now, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. I am not on Twitter. I don't pay attention to I, it. I, I don't have a Twitter account either anymore. But, you know, every once in a while, somebody will send me something and I'll look it up. And there's some people out there that I am amazed how often that they need the feel. Or, excuse me. Let me try that again. I am amazed how often they feel the need to let everybody know what they think. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. 10, 15, 20 times a day sometimes. Like, are, And I, I think... Does someone really care what I think that often? <laughs> I don't think they well, do. Well, I do. Well, that's, <laughs> I'm not worth very much, though. That's <laughs> well, now, now, you know, like Facebook is the same. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, they should just rename it the pontificate platform. Yeah, so just uh, if you think you're feeling the need to express your own heart or everybody thinks or you think everybody needs to know what you think, I'll just say it plainly. They don't (laughs) shut 
shut your lips and uh, hold your peace <laughs> and you'll be considered wise. Close your pie hole. Well, well, there's there's more crass ways to say it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, to I guess before we go on to the next proverb, the, the idea of social media on the Internet, um, the idea that uh, there is a platform out there where I can broadcast what I think to many, many people. I would say that's kind of increased this idea that people oh, yeah. need to know what I think Yeah, uh, because I have a platform. I might even have a lot of followers. Um, but at the end of the day, if, if, you know, a fool has delight in expressing his own heart and not listening, you know, it's maybe instead of posting things all the time, we should do more reading. Mm. You know, there, okay. there's, an, there's an idea. Yeah. Okay. Chapter 18, verse 4, it says, The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. Oh, I, I love these verses about this deep waters. So again, the idea of this deep waters is that it's so deep that you can't get to the bottom. Uh, so the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. You can't understand what he's saying. It, you're trying to figure it out, but it's just not making sense when somebody talks. Ah, but the wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. What that means is when you hear somebody talk, wisdom is very obvious. It doesn't, it should not, I should not have to think really hard about what somebody's saying. I, if it's wise, the wisdom is very obvious that it's wise. And so if I'm, you're listening to someone and they're going round and round and talking a lot and you eventually get to the point they're going, I have no clue what this guy is saying. <laughs> That's foolish. Yeah. yeah. Whereas wisdom is easy to understand. It's that flowing brook. It's the idea of, oh, I get exactly what he's saying. And that's wise, you know, and so just pay attention to how we talk. If, you know, and I, again, I think I said this last time. I will have conversations with people where I will talk for a while and I will realize to myself that I've stopped making sense. My, <laughs> my, my mouth is now deep waters and I've yeah. gotten better at just stopping and going, hold on, am I making sense? Cause I'm not sure I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. and they, they might say yes. They might say no, it doesn't really yeah. matter, but it's a very good self-reflective thing where I, you know, from this yeah. verse where you say, am I making sense? Yeah. 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 Okay. Chapter 18, verse six, a fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calls for blows. Uh, now Ooh. careful, careful, Curtis, <laughs> but you know, when somebody talks, sometimes don't you just want to, Oh, you know, <laughs> um, the, the question here really is, don't you just want to belt them? <laughs> yeah. Right. Or you have this thought, somebody just needs to slap you or say, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes some, what people are saying is so foolish that we just have this thought. The only way that's going to fix this is if I just hit you, right. <laughs> his mouth calls for blows. Now yeah. the previous, the, half, the first half of fool's lips enter into contention, it's contention. Ultimately that the words are so foolish that it's actually making you angry. Yeah. And if you're not of that calm spirit, 
the solution you're going to come up with is wanting to hit them, which we, I don't think we've gotten this, but a hundred blows aren't effective on a fool to remove his foolishness from him. Right. So, and and that verse I think is coming later. So even if you do hit him, he's not going to stop being foolish. (laughs) So by the way, if you think that's going to work, it's not. (laughs) Even if it makes you feel better, it's not going to help him any. Yep. But you know, this verse is a good thought because when you do feel like that, realize that ah, I'm not of a calm spirit. I need to have my words be very smart right now. Because we're going to get to a verse in in a little while, whether a fool laughs or rages, there is no peace. Oh, I think we did that two weeks ago, maybe. Uh, I can't remember. There's so many proverbs, hard to keep track of where and when we've done them. All righty. Chapter 18, verse 7. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and the lips are the snare of his soul. So when a fool gets into trouble, the most likely cause is his mouth. And so if you're getting yourself into trouble or you find yourself in trouble, make sure you pay attention to what words you spoke. Now, there are a lot of cases in the Bible, say, of the prophets where they spoke the absolute right thing and they still got into trouble. So so just because your lips get you into trouble does not mean you spoke the right thing. Or, Or excuse me, huh does not mean you spoke the wrong thing wrong. Yeah. but again if it's it's a good self-reflective moment to realize okay i'm in trouble now <laughs> are my foolish lips the cause of it yeah. <laughs> and well maybe sometimes they are i don't know i've chapter, been guilty of it. Yeah, <laughs> a few times me too yeah. Oh, yeah chapter 18 verse 8 the words of a tailbearer are like tasty trifles and they go down to the inmost body uh, this one is a is a dangerous one because when somebody has a secret to tell you, isn't there this kind of, I don't know, this feeling inside of us that we just think, ooh, I really want to know that. You know, I know I've had that feeling before where yeah. somebody kind of starts telling you this little dirt on somebody else that maybe you don't like either. It's that feeling of intrigue. Yeah, you just have this like, ooh, yeah, tell me, tell me more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boy, we should not do that. And what happened next? Yeah, tell tell me. (laughs) What what are they really like? Or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, And boy, I've been guilty of this. And I try very hard to not be guilty of it. (laughs) I guess is all I can say. Chapter 18, verse 13. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. Oh, boy. Boy, this is one of my favorite proverbs. Yes. If somebody starts telling you something and you say something to the effect of, oh, no, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or I know what's going on. Or I know what to do about this. Or something like that. You are answering a matter before you hear it. That's right. And that is folly and shame. Yeah. yeah. You should yeah. you should not do that. You should listen and then comment on it. Yeah. Um, I even I even apply this if somebody starts telling me a situation about a situation that I actually I'm already informed on, I actually will n- not even say, Oh, I've heard about that. I yeah. will actually just let them tell me the whole thing. 
Because a lot of times you'll get a variation of what you heard the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or somebody say, do you, what, now the difference is if somebody says, do you know about this? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll, you could say, yes, I've heard, but you tell me what you know. Yeah. And so even if you, you can be honest and say, yeah, I've heard about the matter, but please tell me. And that's a good way to handle it also. I've had some situations at work where I'd have to have to do the same thing and say, yes, I heard about that. However, I've not been able to verify anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure what, what the facts are. Yep. I, maybe you could apply this verse to the there's two sides to every story idea that, yeah. you know, well, this person told me this. So I know half of the story or half of the matter. Yeah. Now you tell me you're half of the matter. Right. And it might even be better to say, to not even say, yeah, I've heard from this other person what happened and just let them tell you in the first place. Yeah. Um, it's, it's difficult when you have to arbitrate. <laughs> yeah. And this, it, this comes into, into view with what you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. As a pastor, I've had to do that lots of times. Mm-hmm. And it's probably, I would get... Now, I, I haven't been a pastor, so I can't speak to that, but I have been in a lots of situations where two people are in contention. I would guess it's always a good idea to hear those people separately, not together. Yes. Because then the stories don't change or modify depending on what the other person says. Yeah, if you have to hear them together, you might have to break up a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I apply this first also to parenting. When I hear my kids yelling at each other in a room, I will go up there and ask them what's going on. And sometimes I'll do it when both of them are present. Sometimes I will say, okay, you stay in your bed. I'm going to take the other person and ask them what happened. You know, because I'm trying not to answer a matter before I hear it because I don't want folly and shame. I could end up disciplining the wrong kid. You know, I don't want to do that. So very important verse. I love that verse. And boy, have I failed at it so many times and it gets you into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You're in good company here. We're both, we've both been fathers. Well, so yeah, we understand it. Well, maybe, you know, when I say this is my favorite verse, maybe that means that's the one I most often mess up. Uh, so that's why it's my favorite. I don't know. Well, it's not my favorite. So it was the one that, gets my attention almost. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm guilty of it too. Every we all have from time yeah. to time. Every yeah, that that one. Everybody's been guilty of that. I think so. Uh, moving to the next verse, chapter eighteen, verse twenty. It says, "A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled." We read a verse very similar to this in the first hour we did last week. Basically, the better you talk, the more you will be satisfied with what happens because of your words. Chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. (coughs) And this verse right here might be the reason why there's more verses on this topic than any other in the book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. You can talk your way into death and you can talk your way into life. 
You can talk yeah. your way into destruction. You can talk your way out of destruction or avoiding it. Yeah. Um, your words are so important to how your life goes. Yeah. So really take heed to how you talk. Chapter 18, verse 23. The poor man uses entreaties, but the rich answers roughly. Let them um, eat cake. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, we talked about money a number of weeks ago. Why can the rich answer roughly? Well, because their riches are their strong tower. Their riches are their, their defense. Uh, if, if they're talking to a poor person who has less money, less power, less authority, well, they can answer roughly because they can't do anything back to them. Right. Um, impunity is what we would call that. You know, they're, they're not going, nothing's going to happen if they answer roughly because they have enough riches to uh, support themselves. Right. However, a poor man can't do that right. because they don't have the power, the authority, the defense, whatever you want to call it. So they have to use entreaties. Uh, compromises, um, favors, promises, whatever it will be. What about um, a peaceful protest? Ah, yeah, because yeah, because mm -hmm, you don't have the authority to actually do anything. Um, right. But protests can be very effective. So it can and, it can be considered an entreaty, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Sure. Um, so pay attention. If you answer roughly, well, maybe you're like the rich that really shouldn't be doing that because you feel more power than the other person. Mm -hmm. um, I've had situations where uh, in my jobs, you know, the, the upper management, so to speak, will answer very roughly to lower people. And, you know, I just, you know, sometimes I think, boy, the only reason you can do that is because of your job position on the org chart. And I really wish that wouldn't happen. You know, if I was, you know, if I was in your position, you know, that the story would be different <laughs> kind of thing. But maybe that's just my pride talking. I better move on. All right. Chapter 19, verse five, it says a false witness will not go unpunished and he who speaks lies will not escape. Uh, the next one in verse nine is very much like it. A false witness will not go unpunished and he who speaks lies shall perish. So if you speak lies, if you're a false witness, you don't tell the truth, you will be punished for it, and you won't escape, and you will perish because of it. Now, I will, I think I've said this, maybe I didn't say it last week, I can't remember, but I don't know if you guys notice, but in our world, as we go grow closer to the rapture, uh, closer to the tribulation, closer to the time when the Antichrist will rule, and the world will be more wicked than it's ever been. I notice a decrease in the in the uh, in how often these proverbs happen. And this verse is a good example. False witnesses uh, escape all the time in America. Now it it is true that uh, they still have to deal with their lies, and they still don't have a easy life you know there there's still other things about it because it's not the only thing but we are seeing lying getting away with or somebody getting away with lying more and more uh you know i've seen people on tv that they can openly lie 
and nothing really ever happens to them, at least that we see. You know, uh, I'm not saying that their lives are easy when they're off camera, but in public, they certainly get away with it. So anyway, don't do that. Don't be a false witness. Uh, in this life, if you do get away with it, you won't get away with it in front of God. Because he'll repay every man according to their works. So do not be a false witness. Yep. Chapter 19, verse 28, it says, A disreputable witness scorns justice, and the mouth of, his, of the wicked devours iniquity. Oh, so if you are a disreputable witness, false witness, lying witness, you scorn justice. Why? Well, because you don't tell the truth which means you don't respect the justice system. Uh, in America, we call that the courts. So you don't respect the justice system enough to tell the truth. And second of all, you're lying because you don't want the justice that you know you should get or the person you're talking about should get. So you really, if you're going to lie, that de facto, that proves you do not want like the justice, the system. And the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. Boy, he's just all about sin. He's promoting sin. He's wanting it. And, uh, and that's not good. We should not be uh, devouring iniquity with our words. Uh, verse tw Chapter 20, verse 15, it says, there is gold in a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. So, yeah, there's money. There's a multitude of rubies and gold, but lips of knowledge are worth more, basically, is what it's saying. It is better to have to talk well than to have money. So, just remember that if you're in a place where you don't have a lot of money, much better to have a good speaking life, good words, than to have money. And that can be hard to say to somebody who doesn't have a lot, but it's still true. Chapter 20, verse 17, it says, Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth will be filled with gravel. Yeah. Oh, what, what imagery? So if you lie, you have a deceitful heart to gain food or to gain something. When you get it, Boy, that sure is sweet. But afterward, your mouth will be filled with gravel. So that lie might seem good to get what you want, but in the end, it's not going to feel very good. You're either going to have to keep lying to keep it. You're going to get caught. You're going to have remorse over it, whatever it is. So don't lie in the first place. That way we won't have a mouth filled with gravel. Chapter 21, verse 6, much like it. Getting treasures by a lying tongue is the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. Boy, so if I want to get rich, and the only way I can think to do it is to lie, that's the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. Why? Well, because that, those riches aren't going to stay. Uh, we, read those, we read those verses in our money podcast. Uh, those riches will leave because if you gained it by deceit, you've got to keep it by deceit. And one way or another, you're going to get caught. Mm -hmm. 
Now, kind of like I said about one of the previous Proverbs, I'm seeing this, at least me from my, you know, <laughs> who cares what I see, my perspective. I'm just seeing this less and less because I'm seeing more and more money being made from deceit and more and more money being kept by deceit. Right. So as the evil rise, they will be able to keep doing that. Um, so just something to pay attention to. When I say that, I'm not saying this proverb isn't true. It's absolutely true. I'm just saying as the wicked grow closer to the rapture and the tribulation, you're going to see more and more deceit. And it's going to be easier to lie and all those yep. things. Yep. And by the way, happening now, we might just as well go ahead and say it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Happening yeah. now. And it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep getting worse. Because the Bible sells it. Evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. Yep. Deceiving and being deceived. Uh, chapter 21, verse 23. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. <laughs> Uh, you want to avoid trouble? Take care of the words you speak. And a lot of verses like that. So we'll, we'll move on. Chapter 21, verse 28. A false witness shall perish, but the man who hears him will speak endlessly. Now, if somebody tells lies, uh, they might go down for those lies. They'll perish. But the person who heard that lie, they're going to go, oh, did you hear what so-and-so said? Yeah. Oh, did you hear about this? Oh, boy. Um, oh, I heard on the news that. Did you see this post that? Oh, I watched this video. Uh, you know, I mean, you could keep going. You'll speak endlessly when you're listening to lies. So yeah. pay, pay attention to the truth, not the lies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Chapter 24, verse 26. Whoever kisses, sorry, <laughs> let me try that again. He who gives a right answer kisses the lips. So I remember there was a verse, uh, I think it was in one of your podcasts, uh, Pastor Dick, where you read the verse about greet each other with a holy kiss. And uh, Curtis, you said something to the effect of a handshake would be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the idea here is, you know, when you kiss somebody, that's the, sh the sign of affection. Yeah. So when you are giving the right answer, when you're speaking well to somebody else, it's actually a way to show affection to them. Yeah. And so we should remember that um, if we care about somebody, we should speak well to them. That, right. that, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's, that's a really good reminder. All right, Curtis, I know you quoted this verse. It's one of my favorites, too. Uh, chapter 25, verse 11. Hmm. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Yeah. Uh, if you want to put an English word on that verse, it would be the word tact. Yeah. Uh, the Bible, it, it is absolutely biblical to be tactful. Tactful and diplomatic. Mm -hmm. And what that means is you say the right thing at the right time. And we've talked about different ways to do that. You know, just because it's the truth doesn't mean you speak it right then. Um, you're speaking to encourage people. Um, and it's a word fitly spoken. Uh, you're to build people up with your words. Right. Mm -hmm. And an um, example of doing it the wrong way would be uh, when you're used to your grandfather at Thanksgiving saying a lengthy prayer and the food getting cold. 
And then one year he surprises you by saying, Lord, thank you for this food. Amen. And you look at him and say, boy, that was short. Yeah. <laughs> is, He's is that, telling on is that a real story? He did it's that. a real it's story. A true, true I did story. that. I yeah. think I was maybe seven or eight years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, boy, that was short. <laughs> you, know, you know what else was short when I, when I said that? Uh, Dad, dad's temper yeah. <laughs> and his time at the table and my time at the table too. was very very short I had to take him into the other room and uh, yeah. apply <laughs> the rod oh. the rod of understanding the, the rod, rod of, of judgment to yeah. a seat of understanding yeah, that's right yeah. yeah well I'll uh, I'll tell a funny story about this one then um, well actually it's not a specific story but it does have to do with words fitly spoken you know, it's, it's been a while for you two guys, but, you know, my kids, we still have to go to the bathroom with them when we're in a public place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're in a public bathroom and your kids are young, isn't it amazing? They say some of the most embarrassing things. when. They're yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Public bathroom. And you just, yeah. you know, I've, you know, I learned to just laugh at it. You know, that's all yeah. you can do because most of the other people in the bathroom are parents, too. So, yeah. you know, yeah. everybody yeah. understands. I know. it. But uh, but yeah, word fitly spoken. You know, just because, you know, buddy, just because that's the truth about what that what's happening in the stall doesn't mean we need to tell everybody in the bathroom what's going on. That would be a good uh, okay. situation. Okay. And we Are won't we get specific. Are we going to edit this episode? I think we no, I told, I'm not getting that. specific. I'm not, you know. Okay. I don't have any specific stories. It's just the situation. That's Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Chapter 25, verse 15. By long forbearance, a ruler is persuaded, and a gentle tongue breaks the bone. Uh, this verse is talking about persistence, and it's talking about being gentle. Uh, you know, if you come to a ruler, a governor, a politician, and you are very forceful about what you want, and it's not what they want, you are not going to win. Yet that gentle spirit, that gentle tongue, um, and that per and the long forbearance, that persistence, that eventually has an effect. Uh, Curtis, you mentioned uh, peaceful marches or peaceful protests. Mm-hmm. You know, you do enough of those, and it will break the bone. Something will happen. Oh yeah. And so, so just just an encouragement there that you know, gentle tongue with persistence, by long forbearance, a ruler is persuaded. Mm-hmm. Chapter 25, verse 23, it says, the north wind brings forth rain and a backbiting tongue and angry countenance. Uh, this would maybe we could in English, we would call this a comeback. You know, if I would say something that maybe isn't the nicest or whatever, and somebody would immediately say, oh, well, that's because you're like this. Uh-huh. That would be a backbiting tongue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and boy, does that make somebody angry? It's, <laughs> yes, it, it can. It's that little quick repartee or that quick response, that quick little nasty thing um, that really brings an, brings an angry countenance. Um, sometimes, and I like this term. It's called I, I like it called sniping <laughs> yeah. because if you think of a sniper. Uh, yeah. They're shooting you from long range where you don't necessarily know where they are and you probably yeah. can't shoot back. 
Yeah, it's a surprise. You don't know where yep. it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And so oh, yeah. somebody, as they are walking away, says something nasty with a backbiting tongue. Boy, that makes you angry. Yeah. So, so don't do that. If you got something to say, say it and, and deal with however they're going to respond. Uh, chapter 26, verse 22. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down to the inmost body. Uh, that's a repeat of a verse before. Boy, I should have gotten that. Okay, anyway, moving on. Chapter 26, verse 23. Fervent lips with a wicked heart are like earthenware covered with silver dross. Fervent lips with a wicked heart. So that means somebody who's saying something really nice to you, but their intentions are very wicked. Uh, we might call this uh, brown nosing, um, sucking up, flattering with the tongue is the way uh, Proverbs put that. That's the same as earthenware covered with silver dross. Now, any earthenware or pottery that's covered with dross, which is the part of the metal that you melt out and then remove, mm-hmm. that makes it completely worthless, which means anybody that has wicked intentions that compliments you completely worthless and boy how often if we would realize that somebody who isn't nice but they say something nice if we would realize that's worthless how much in better shape could would be be sometimes yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. so okay i could think of examples but i'm just going to move on chapter 26 (laughs) verse 24 through 26 he who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. When he speaks kindly, do not believe him. For there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed for the assembly. Uh, This is a a long, you know, three verses that say actually about the exact same thing as uh, the verse we just read. So if you hate somebody, you're generally not going to walk up to them and say, I hate you. They're going to disguise it. They're going to come up with ways to deceive you, especially if they want something from you. Um, When he speaks kindly, do not believe him. So if he's wicked, if he hates you, no matter how nice he is to you, don't believe it. It's earthenware covered with silver dross. Um, Boy, Curtis, I can think of certain groups of people, say first line responders, uh, uh, nurses and things like that, that were praised up and down two years ago for their bravery and things on how hard they were working. And then as soon as they wanted to impose a certain shot that everybody needed to take, if those people didn't want it, all of a sudden they were the worst, nastiest, killing everybody people on the planet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there you go. They, the people who were saying that, which again is, you know, uh, JB's been doing stuff on the Luciferians and things like that. Yeah, uh, they, they don't like us, but they will compliment you up and down if they're trying to get something from you. Sure, sure. Yeah. And it says they have seven abominations in their heart. I wonder if those are the same thing, seven things that God they said are. he hates. They are. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, think six it. things that the Lord hate, a seven are an abomination. That's, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. Now, sometimes people do get caught here on earth. Yeah. But it may not be that they get caught 
until they die. That's right. So we don't know what assembly it's going to be revealed before, but they're not going to get away with it. And I saw the dead, both small and great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great white throne judgment. Yeah. Yep. So this is why it's very important for us to know what people's intentions are, because they might talk really nice to us, really kindly. Do not believe it if they have wicked intentions, if they have a wicked heart. Uh, Chapter 26, verse 28, a lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Uh, Why is a lying tongue uh, hate? Well, because you don't love somebody enough to tell them the truth. Uh, What what was the verse that uh, truth carefully concealed is, oh boy, I'm going to mess it up, so I can't even quote it. Um, But if you lie to someone, you hate them because you're not telling them the truth. And why do we know that? Well, because God is love and God is truth. And God, and so God is always going to tell the truth because he loves us. Even if he's giving us justice, that's still love and it's still the truth. Ah, but a lying tongue, see that hates anybody they lie to because you can't tell them the truth. And a flattering mouth works ruin. Boy, if you walk around flattering people, telling them how nice they are, how good they look, but none of it's honest, well, that's going to be a ruin of you or other people. Chapter 27, verse 2. Oh, so important, this verse. Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Um, boy, this one can be hard, especially if, say, there's a promotion at work that we really want. This could be a hard one because we really want to uh, talk good about ourselves. But you know what? In the end, let another man praise you, not your own mouth. Yeah, I, I have in my working history have, have taken this to heart. And what I do is I try to collect as many letters of recommendation as I can. And let that speak. Yep. You know, uh, I've got 12 letters of recommendation in there. I've got more if you want them. I have. Yeah, Yeah. Curtis, I have. I've taken this verse to heart and I have found ways in interviews to talk about myself that makes me sound qualified for the job without it Mm -hmm. being praise of myself. Right. And this is a very, you know, this is very the way a man thinks as opposed to a woman. But if I just talk about my accomplishments, what I've done that produced such and such, Mm -hmm. I am not praising myself, but I am telling you what I did, which is qualifying me for the job. Yet I'm not praising myself. Mm -hmm. So there are ways you can do this and still, you know, advance a career, you know, whatever you want to say. So be very smart about how you talk about yourself. Don't praise yourself. Let somebody else do that. Yeah. So important. Uh, boy, this next verse, I love this one. Chapter 29, verse 11. A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Uh, now this verse, you know, I'm, you know, we're all men talking here. And, you know, there's this idea in, in America that men shouldn't um, have any feelings or uh, uh, and most terrible thing in the world for a man to show his feelings. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we don't want to do that. We're manly men. We don't have yeah. feelings. We eat right. meat 
we eat meat raw and we, you know, never take showers and, you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, (laughs) That, that is not what this verse is talking about. Uh, It is by saying a wise man holds them back. It is not saying to never show emotion, uh, to never show your feelings. It's not saying that. I think what this verse is saying is that a fool vents all his feelings. Well, if we think about our feelings, our emotions, boy, they change a lot, don't they? Mm -hmm. They also change very, very fast sometimes where I can feel one thing. And within a minute, somebody says something that totally changes my emotions or my feelings. Yeah. That's what this verse is talking about. It's be angry, be angry and sin not. Ah, so yeah, this verse is not saying don't have feelings. It's basically saying your feelings change so often. It's probably a good idea to not talk about them real often because that can end up wrong (laughs) because your feelings are going to change really fast. So that's all it's saying. Now, if you're in a very heart to heart conversation you know, you can, of course, say, yeah, I really feel like this is the right thing to do or, you know, that's OK. But don't go around, around saying, you know, you really it, this really made me feel bad. Um, don't go around saying that because, for one, usually saying it like that is manipulative and your feelings are going to change. Yeah. So hold back in your feelings in a way that you're not venting them because they change all the time. Yeah. Not walking around as a robot who never has feelings. Yeah. There's a saying that goes with that that says, don't, don't wear your feelings on your sleeve. Have you ever heard that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That, that, that would be a good way to say it. It's not saying don't have feelings. That's right. It's saying just don't talk about them all the time. Um, You know, Curtis, we, we just mentioned verses we take to heart. When I write emails or when I talk in meetings at work, I try very hard to never say, I feel such and such. Mm-hmm. I will always say, I think, or I believe, or things like that, because I'm just, I'm getting away from my feelings because those can change so frequently. <coughs> and, yeah. and just because you have a feeling uh, doesn't mean it's the right feeling doesn't mean that everybody needs to know what your feeling is at the time because it may offend others. It, it may bring some to your side, but it may cause division also. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't be, yeah, to go right along with that, we shouldn't be swayed by our feelings. Right. Um, we should be that, renewing our mind and going by truth and reason and all the things and, the Bible says. And that's a big mistake the church is making now. They're, 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, putting more emphasis on experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel? Yeah, right. Yeah. And we yep. should be pretty careful about that. Yeah, not, we yep, and not, not get rid of our feelings. Nope. Just be careful about them. That's right. Chapter twenty-nine, verse twenty. Do you see a man hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Boy, what's this saying? Well, if the first thing you think about is all the things you can say and you never stop to listen or think about yeah. what you're going to say. Don't shoot your <laughs> mouth off. Yeah. There's more hope for a fool than for him. Yeah. Uh, why? Well, bec- why is that? Well, because death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
That's right. And if you never think about what you're going to say, boy, a fool has a better chance than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are being foolish. So how wrong is that? You know? Yeah. All righty. And last verse, because we've gone a little long, but we'll, we'll, we finished it up. It's been worth it. Chapter 29, verse 24. Whoever is a partner with a thief hates his own life. He swears to tell the truth, but reveals nothing. So if you've got Mm -hmm. someone that's stealing things, a thief, and you're going along with them, you're joining with them, first of all, you hate yourself because you're getting yourself into a very bad situation where you're sinning, first of all, for stealing. Well, when you steal, what do you have to do? Well, you have to lie because you have to have an alibi for where you were so you don't get caught. Or you have to talk about how you didn't steal it when you really did, because people are going to ask questions. So when you steal, you have to lie. But what do you say? Oh, I'm honest. I I swear on a stack of 10 Bibles. I didn't do it. (laughs) You know, I swear to tell the truth, but you reveal nothing. You're not revealing the truth. You're lying. And so be very careful. If you get caught stealing, uh, you have to lie. So that's the road you walk down when you get involved with that kind of thing. So that actually finishes up speech in the book of Proverbs. And uh, I hope everyone's benefited from it. And just to, just to reiterate death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Does, uh, does being convicted about things, uh, is that a benefit? Uh, I would hope so. (laughs) I feel like it is. And I, I want to tell you, I've been convicted of a few things during this, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it, it, yep. it's pointing out some shortcomings to me that I have and that I need to work on. All of us. Yeah. And, and I have and I, written in my, in, on the title page of the book of Proverbs in this Bible that I'm using today, and I've written this, the how to speak or how not to speak book. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way, yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be a good subtitle, yeah. On and on yeah. and on and on. Everything about the speech and about the tongue, about the lips, about the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just rife in the book of Proverbs. Yep. So and you can hurt more people with the tongue than you can with a sword, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I think we'll end like this, that we read a number of verses about uh, holding your words, um, not speaking. Because if you're not speaking or sorry, if you are speaking, you can't really be listening or hearing. And what did Jesus say? He said, he who hears my words and believes on him who sent me has eternal life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. So if you are busy talking, you cannot hear what people say to you about the gospel which is that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the grave. So if you've heard anything tonight, we want you to hear that, that that Jesus died for you and rose from your sin, or sorry, died for you and rose from the grave on the third day. And we want you to believe that. And when you do, he'll give you eternal life and we'll see you in heaven someday. Amen. That's a great place to end this. This, and I don't want to end it. This, this (laughs) This has been super. 
I've learned so much from you uh, tonight. Uh, you, you can't you can't know. Uh, it, it's been a real blessing to my soul and a lesson that I'm still learning. Uh, I don't think we'll ever stop learning this one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I hate to learn it by experience. <laughs> <laughs> so often we do. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Well, All right, well, take us home, thank Curtis. You. Yeah. Th thank you again, my brother, for another educational hour. Uh, uh, wow! It, it again. I'm. <laughs> it, it's it's kind of uh, uh, you. Uh, the scripture has awakened me to a uh, couple of shortcomings that I have that I need to get a lot better yeah. about, <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to have to. Pray for some wisdom and some strength and work on a couple of those things. So, yeah. you know, uh, this was a really good session for me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And six weeks mm -hmm. from now, I'll be 82. And I'm still learning these lessons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some, some of them I should have learned already. But uh, thank you for uh, the conviction yeah. that you brought to me. <laughs> well, and, and just because I was the one talking doesn't mean I have it all figured out. I understand it. Yep. 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 And you, and and the and the longer you're in the ministry of teaching the Word of God, the the more that'll be real to you. <laughs> oh yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank Lucas, you. we thank you once again uh, for being a part of our team, sir, and and uh, we thank our listeners for tuning in. And uh, dear listener, we hope that you are being blessed in the same way that we are. Oh boy. Uh, you by hearing us by teaching and uh, we, we learn some things along the way yeah. so uh, just so you know you're not rowing that boat alone we, we're learning right along with you yeah. and, uh, and that's part of our growth as Christians is that we get to learn along the way yeah. and, uh, and sometimes we, we're able to learn some things that help us correct Absolutely. Uh, our lives in a way that will affect others positively. Yep. And that's the end goal is to let our light so shine before men properly yeah. so they can see Christ in us. Okay. So tonight's lesson uh, should be a help towards that for me. And so thanks again, Lucas. I appreciate it. Okay. And I want to remind our listeners to tune in uh, this coming Tuesday morning as we have another uh, session scheduled with Dr. J.B. Hickson of Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia, Colorado. Uh, you don't want to miss what, uh, what we're going to be covering. And he, I don't even know what it is yet, but I, I don't want to miss it. And if you've been listening regularly, you probably don't either. Let me guess. It'll be from the Bible. Um, yeah. Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Yeah. It definitely will be from the scripture. So uh, be sure and tune in with us and be with us Tuesday morning for an hour with JB. Um, I'm sure that you'll be equally as blessed as you were tonight. So, yeah. and then again with Pastor Dick uh, next Saturday morning. Yeah. So, uh, boy, we, we love bringing this to you. Uh, we pray that you are uh, being blessed and, and appreciate the Bible teaching that you're getting. I, it's the finest around as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, and we give God the honor and the praise and the glory for all of it. 
Lucas, thank you again. And we will see you next week, my brother. Thank you very much. And God bless you, sir. And uh, don't stop teaching. Okay. All right. Say, I'll make you a deal right now. You don't stop teaching and I won't stop learning. All righty. Sound like a deal? Okay. All right. Um, Until Tuesday morning with Dr. J.B. Hickson, uh, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. May God bless and keep you until then. See you soon.